Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, let's get back into it. We've just uh, been discussing the situation in Toronto. There's uh, a lot of apprehension about guns being on the streets, uh, those that are illicitly uh, sourced. And so uh, we'll talk about after 6 o'clock whether or not we ought to... uh, Clamp down on that with uh, stiffer penalties and so on and so forth. Wendy Sukier is uh, a gun control advocate and uh, will seek to also get the other side of the equation. Right now with our panel, though, on this matter of the mental health, that really took uh, the narrative in a different direction when the family came out with their statement yesterday that this Faisal Hussein uh, was somebody who was tormented with severe mental health challenges. And they said they were at their wits end, did everything they could. Uh, He was struggling with psychosis and depression his entire life. The interventions of professionals, unsuccessful medications and therapy, unable to treat him. So I've kind of uh, been asking about people who have tried to have family members committed. And uh, it seems like there's an impediment to doing that. And there are legalities. And I can kind of understand that, you know, you have uh, certain civil liberties or rights, even an individual with mental health issues. Rocco, do you think that's an area that now needs to be addressed, uh, institutionalizing people? or Because uh, I'm not entirely clear how we're going to resolve this right. so everybody's satisfied that we've taken a step forward and closed the loophole. And again, trying to draw the balance between an individual's rights uh, to to deal with their life choices and, and a family's rights and responsibilities I mean, quite frankly, I think more than the institutionalization issue, which I agreed with the discussion that you were having earlier about the amount of courage and and just heart-rending situation that requires, the fact that he had access to guns. Um, and, and we don't and, know how. And we don't know how, uh, but that would be an area where, you know, forget about the issue of the institutionalization. If they clearly understood the kind of mental health issues that he was having, if there was then any scintilla, any, you know, crumb of knowledge that he also had access to guns, that at that point, I think that becomes black and white for me. That's where there's a call to uh, the police and there's a duty to report. Well, this is where I'm kind of questioning too. He lived at home with his family in Thorncliffe Park. John, you're familiar with it. That used to be your uh, federal riding there. Uh, do you think the family bears any responsibility for not knowing what's going on under the roof? Yeah, I really do. I uh, There's enough uh, families damaged on the Danforth now as a result of this action. And I think the family uh, of this individual has to uh, pony up. And let's hear what the police have to say on their investigation, because I trust they're going to dig a lot deeper into this, find out where to get the gun, uh, I mean, he was well-armed by the sounds of it, reloading and re- emptying and reloading. And uh, and ta- and uh, from also what I understand on social media or on websites, uh, there are pictures, photos of him uh, well-armed. And uh, let's find out what the police have to say on this. This is a serious issue, and I think families are responsible to know what goes on under their roof, as you say. How about it, Alyssa? Family bear some responsibility? 
Yes, I think that they do. I, you know, I feel for them. This is obviously a tragedy. But one thing I'd like to point out was that as soon as we found out the the shooter's name, a statement came out immediately, like almost simultaneously. True. And from a crisis communications perspective, I thought that that was fast. So clearly it was professionally written. It talked about the mental health issues, and look where we are today. It absolutely is driving the narrative for the next 24 to 48 to 36 hours about mental health, as opposed to kind of what is the real backstory. I guess for the police, that's good, because then they can do their job while everybody else is talking about how to solve this problem vis-a-vis mental health. You know, obviously, they're grabbing his computer and any other evidence that they can find. But I am intrigued about, A, the speed of that statement, the way it was written, very professional, and most importantly, the way that it is absolutely directing the narrative. You're almost suggesting that this is a ploy to distract from uh, somebody taking up the name and... Uh, Torking up that this is Muslim or, you know, Islamic Well, and I think terrorism. that his father isn't well, his father or an not, imam. Yeah. Isn't his father an imam at, uh, or founded the first mosque, um, I think, in that neighborhood? Um, yes, there is that. And then te- typically what, what happens is, is that the reporters, if they don't get such a statement, which basically cuts all the other narratives off at the knees, what they do is they start going on the Facebook page. And then they start looking at all his social media. And then they start putting together a picture of who they think this person is and putting that out to the media. So instead what happens is that the family, the statement comes in very quickly, takes all of that extraneous narrative off the table, and then puts it into another direction. Well, you know, it was interesting as well because the police were not giving the name out. And then it seems like they ceded to pressure. They said, uh, you know, in the public interest, and there have been many demands, if somebody had gotten it out... And it had even been uh, suggested to me it was somebody of Middle Eastern descent. This is before the SIU uh, said the name or anything. Right. I just had it through a source. Uh, and he was known to police is uh, something that also came from uh, sources in the know. If it had leaked out, then it would look like, what are they hiding? What are the cops hiding? Yeah. Why are they not coming forward with it? And uh, are they running interference because, well, political correctness, uh, you know, has them positioned that way. That would be unfortunate. Let's come back. More topics worthy of discussion with our panel. John Carmichael, Rocco Rossi, Alyssa Freeman on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto.